love and romance are often depicted differently in different mediums, film, television, literature. But there's one place where it's done just a little bit differently. Video games. That's right. We're talking about love in games. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd. My name is Drew, and I am here to wish you a happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yes, this episode's coming out just a day early because we wanted to land it on the day. And wouldn't you know it, here we are. But instead of going on a date with my wife, I'm here with Miles. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Not too bad. Um... Yeah, this this it is odd that this happens to to fall on Valentine's Day and we are actively not recording on Valentine's Day, Drew. So let's not pretend we are. Um, I don't think people know we record the day before we release this stuff. <laughs> we do normally record the day we record it and then we release it. Uh, right, probably people know that. Yeah, but and I don't do any editing. Uh, so that's fun. <laughs> So it so anyway, we to get down to it, we we were talking about this and, we, you know, we did our, our Batman you know, retrospective, uh, romantrospective. That would have been a good, uh, good title. God. Mm. I'm gonna have to write that down so that I remember it. Uh, and then Ron Howard comes out and says he didn't. Um, but we, we kind of realized that, you know, one of the things that we really wanted to try to, to look at is a video game character and the romances that a video game character experiences or doesn't experience depending. And it, it kind of became a an interesting topic of conversation and we decided to bring some of that to to the to the show because games are different because you have at least the idea of some agency in what's going on and that's really kind of where we're going to start with this i guess so so yeah i mean so for for me i mean and for a lot of people uh, about our age the the one game that really i feel truly introduced romance to people uh was a final fantasy game now yeah. for me it was eight but for there, there's still a romance story in in seven uh it takes it's much more in the fourth foreground in in eight but they're both massive romance stories and i think for me that was, I mean, cause the, both those games came out in a very formidable time in both of our lives. And I'm sure plenty of people who play games lives and to have this massive, you know, triple A RPG studio put out a story like this or stories like this that heavily featured romance. That was for for me, at least really new and groundbreaking. Yeah, I, in in going back and playing some some prior games like you know obviously we talk about mario going to save uh princess toadstool from bowser and your princess is another castle there's nothing i mean that's a a, a hero's journey i mean even donkey kong um jump man slash mario is trying to save his girlfriend from donkey kong 
the, the these concepts had been in games prior, but when it comes to JRPGs for for the time that we were playing games and coming up, those were the games that had stories and with stories you had romances i mean obviously there were romances in games before final fantasy 7 and final fantasy 8 final fantasy 6 chrono trigger a lot of of super nintendo and sega genesis and nes games all had these kinds of things but the but final fantasy 7 in particular was a breakthrough game JRPGs were uh, uh, certainly a popular genre before Final Fantasy VII, but after Final Fantasy VII, they were a mega popular genre in the United States. Um, again, yeah, and we speak I, from that perspective. I, th- I think it's important to note that, like, <sighs> the the significant other, uh, often uh, women in in this case, were goals or prizes in prior games. They, they were they were not often characters until you get to your RPGs and you have like character characters and you have a story that's that has a through thread and it has. Uh, these characters that with, with, you know, missions, wants, desires, and they're fully fleshed out as opposed to, OK, this person needs to get to the top of that thing and kick that monkey off. Yeah, and. But- but, and, but, and, and you yeah. you were one hundred percent correct. The romance certainly had existed in, in there, there there were text games and point and click adventure games that had elements of romance. But to have such a massive, big budget game put romance at the forefront in two of the biggest RPGs of the nineteen nineties, that was a big deal. And it also, I think, for me, what makes them stand out is that. The romance that we have in games now, for the most part, doesn't always feel the same because there is a mirage of choice that is interesting and fun to play, but honestly kind of feels um, substantially starving because it doesn't really affect the story. You don't really have any. any lasting ramifications for those romances? It, like it, it's a, it's something that doesn't mean anything. So so I want to I want to uh, and and well, not that it doesn't mean anything because I'm sure it. Re- no, but it, I know I know I know what you're I know what you're saying because I'm 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 I am also awkwardly trying to say something very similar. So and, so let me let me let me change let me let me bring it back to Final Fantasy seven. So yeah, Final Fantasy seven and eight. Well, but I'm talking specifically about seven because there is a specific moment in Final Fantasy seven that has to do with player choice. So when you play through Final Fantasy seven, you get to a place called the Gold Saucer, which is kind of like a, a a theme park resort thing. And there is a moment that you are in that game where you and a character go on a date and you go around and you see different stuff in the in the park and it's you have a whole bunch of stuff going on and when you are playing that game the first time and what most people play when they play that game cloud is is paired with eris the presumed female lead of final fantasy 7 what you learn later is that 
if you make specific choices at different times, you can have a date instead of with Eris, but with Tifa, the other main female character in that game. Um, and and the and the 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 cutscene is different. You know, all the all the the stuff with that is different. Uh, you can also, if you play things very very specifically, go on a date with Barrett, the other male lead of the <laughs> game, which is just. Uh, you know, I, I've, 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 I, and it's funny. I've played Final Fantasy VII a bunch of times. I never bother going with any other route because, to me, it's the story of Cloud and Eris, even though we know what happens to Eris. Um, it's so funny because, like, in the, in the current remake, I have done everything I can to make sure Cloud is Team Tifa. <laughs> well, and that, well, that's that. That is another funny thing is that part of the part of that game you know they had one person translating that game and it's not translated as well as it could be and replaying it older and re- and playing final fantasy 7 remake i it is much more of a love triangle in that respect than i remembered it being yeah. when i played it back in the day uh but but so, so but 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 again so that's that's something that was the first time that i can remember um, and again, I know dating Sims of some kind existed. Uh, that's a whole other oh, for category. Sure. But at, at but that's the first time that I can remember player agency in some in, in a romantic gesture in a game. But ultimately, that one moment when it comes to the rest of the game doesn't really mean anything. It's more to say that you did it than anything else. Right. So with Final Fantasy VIII, romance, the romance story, the love triangle that exists in that game is seeded throughout everything. And in fact, is kind of the bedrock of that game in, in, a, in a way that I think they recognized when they were doing the Final Fantasy VII remake, where you could tell that there was a greater story that they wanted to tell, but localization at the time is just wasn't going to not going to be as, as it's so interesting to me that you, you talk about the, and this is just a side conversation that you talk about the, the, the love triangle in final fantasy eight as being throughout the entire game. Because I literally, when you talked to me about this the other day, asked you, wait, who was in the love triangle? (laughs) because yes but one of us does not does not care that much about final fantasy and one of us it's their favorite game i love final (laughs) fantasy 8 don't get me wrong i just i never got the i never got the connection that renoa and seifer had anything going on other than oh they talk about it a lot other than he he pined for her and she kind of liked that he rescued her in some particular time oh she talked she talks about like their whole past and everything and there's a lot in that game but it's also a lot that if you don't like hit certain things you're not gonna you know dig out um because as final fantasy games go on there's more nooks and crannies to discover and sometimes you're not gonna find them in the just the main path but the 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 final the final fantasy eight and and seven but eight having a romance that took the forefront for me was extremely formative because i i I didn't think that anyone would would do that, you know, because at the time you get, you have mostly platformers and shooters and and fighting games and 
I did not think that anyone would take the time to tell that kind of story. Now, obviously, I was much younger and didn't have the grasp of knowledge of the video game, you know, industry as a whole and what had come out. But certainly being um, 99 that it came out. So I was 14 years old when Final Fantasy VIII came out. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just this was my experience. And. Because of that experience, I always appreciated when because I thought it was just next level that a, a, a RPG had romance as a main aspect of the story. And I always saw that as a sign of maturity or that like, hey, it doesn't always have to be this grim, dark, you know, battle blood fest. It, <laughs> you can you can tell stories of nuance and intrigue in. um in a video game and i mean that, that we've you and i have both kind of grown up with video games kind of expanding as an art form and a medium you know of of learning how to tell narratives differently or making that that narrative interactive which is where we eventually get with romance because you know ever since those two final fantasies there have been rpgs and action games that have at least a romantic interest element but it for for me, it's not until you really get to the last, I guess, 12 years or so when you have romance paths in uh, larger games becoming so prominent. So, um, you know, obviously your Skyrim, your your Witcher, you know, the 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 Western dev stuff, but also your personas where the I mean, that was present throughout most of that that franchise's history. But the the romance pass in that. And while it's so cool to have choices and have characters that you resonate with, I'm like, oh, this is the character that I'm going to spend my time with in this game. Heck, I'm going to spend time with the goth girl Abigail in Stardew Valley because that is that's the path I want to go on. <laughs> but as you said, it largely doesn't affect the narrative as a whole. And, that, like, and that's the path always seems to be set. And so if we could focus on a couple of of examples here, because where i i do when i look at these i look at the rpgs whether they're eastern rpgs or western rpgs these are the games that have this stuff in them because at the end of the day it's a story element it is part of your character's story and the choices that you are making so i look at and obviously this stuff uh, you know the for Bi bioware games like mass effect uh i that that sort of really started for them with knights of the old republic where there is some some romance stuff in it but if we take mass effect as as a as kind of an example you go through that story and part of that part of that experience of that story is talking to your teammates in between missions and learning about them and getting new details and as you as you form those bonds with these people some of those bonds turn romantic and and it's it's interesting as you're playing through that game, um, especially, you know, when you get to, you know, in Mass Effect one, there is a very big, uh, big moment where you choose whether a character lives or dies. And that character could be a character that you're romantically involved with. And that's one of those things that narratively it really only matters it, 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 like whether you're dating them or not really only matters for a cutscene. And your reward, you know, I, I'm going to say this kind of crassly, your reward for 
for doing some of this stuff really involves just seeing a sex scene between two characters. And that's mm-hmm. and, and and that's, you know, kind of. But at the end of the day, and as this is me thinking about it, and I was coming in to this critical of it, but it's still part of the experience. It's part of uh, in Mass Effect, your Shepherd's experience and playing that game again and having a either the same experience or a different experience based on the choices that you make. And and I think that's kind of the same thing with when when you talk about Persona games and Persona is is like that, but forming bonds between people to an extreme degree uh, mm-hmm. because you have more people that you form bonds with. You have a specific calendar that you can, you know, go and hang out with them or study with them or go on dates with them or see movies with them or go and battle, uh, you know, uh, on an underground subway system or a TV that uh tries to kill people <laughs> situation and and you know a, it, the the only real downside i have with with the way that the romances are handled in these games is that because they are in mass effects case specifically i don't want to say open ended but there's only so much player agency they can give you you kind of yeah you, i mean the the decision that you make doesn't matter to the overall yes, story. It, exactly. It, it honestly it reminds me of um Sleeping Dogs, which is a phenomenal game. And early in the game, you have a choice between uh, you you are basically an underground agent for uh I believe Interpol, and you are trying to uh infiltrate the triads. And you have police missions and you have triad missions. And and I could be misremembering which police department you work for, or agency you work for, but uh, there it, was... I think it's it's Hong Kong police. Okay, because there, there's uh, a mo- anyway. I, I love Sleeping Dogs. I played Sleeping Dogs yeah, in a very particular it's, it's time. It's a great in, game. It's a great game. It's fantastic. It, but what bums me out is it gives you the illusion of the the missions that you decide to go on matter. And there will be a story moment where it's like, oh, man, if I do another cop mission, they're going to be on to me. And then you come to find out, like you you build your character a specific way. I only did triad missions after a certain point. Did no cop stuff. <laughs> and at the end of, at the end of the game, it didn't matter. It had a set ending, no matter what choice I made. It was my biggest criticism of the entire game is that illusion of choice. And the romance in, ga- in games like Persona, as much as I love how uh customizable and how they can kind of go with how you feel i wish there was just some bits and bobs they would at, throw into the narrative just, it could be even just dec- decorative that would be a ton but to give me the impression that the relationship that you are putting yourself in is part of the greater story and in persona specifically yes when you get in a relationship with another character no other characters know that you're in a relationship. Nobody talks yeah. about it. Nobody says, oh, are you two going on a date? It is not. It is just not a thing. It's so not a thing that Persona has this whole idea of dating everyone and having a big humorous uh, cut scene at a particular point in the game where everyone figures out that you're you're two time and everybody. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. And like, <sighs> played for I, laughs, I, I wish they didn't do that because. 
I think that, and I also want to say state that like I know we're we're we are specifically talking about like bigger games. There are plenty of phenomenal indie games that have dealt with this subject. Our Francesca, who did um, Starcrossed, had a similar game. It was a text-based, uh, well, choice text-based game called We Should Talk that was really, really good. And every choice that you decide, every everything that you decide to say absolutely matters. And that's that's one of the fun things about that game is it changes based on how you decide to play. Yeah. And and, and, and this that's is what I want. And this is before we even get into the the whole idea of dating sims, romance sims that are really just text based, choose your own adventure stories that basically choose your own adventure novels that are played out with. Yeah, and, and, and so, so, some of those have the illusion of choice as well. Some of them don't give you much of a choice and it's you're literally just playing a visual novel. And, and some of them are only Monica. Yeah, and some and some of them are Doki Doki Literature Club, which, you know, what's so funny is I would have played that game without the cynicism. Like he he also accidentally made a really great dating sim, an interactive dating sim <laughs> that was like had it even not gone the route it was going. I'm like I'm I'm in. This is great. If you um, if you want to hear my opinion of Doki Doki Literature Club, which is one of the biggest 180s I have ever made in playing a game, you can go back into our archives and listen to it. It's from like five or six years ago. It's a fantastic I, game. I haven't bought it on any other system because I just don't think I'd have the same experience. You wouldn't like you. You wouldn't have the same experience because they I, have I, they have changed. I would the, just want to well, play it for old time's sake. Yeah, you know. But so I, I think this is my problem with a lot of the modern romance in games is I don't think that romance is I think you're right. It, it's the goal is to mo- in, in most of the emirate games to let your character have sex. Um, the Witcher is a great example of that. Um, but, but but this is this is another thing where I find it interesting that we talk about how important, you know, those those PS1 era games and those really more linear story games were when it comes to making those relationships land playing final fantasy 7 remake and reliving you know cloud interacting with eris for the first time Aerith, i know whatever and teeth and, and reinteracting with tifa someone from his childhood and and having you know these these much better scripted events and then i look at you know games like mass effect and, and persona that do have good scripted events but there's a weirdness when it comes to having too much player choice, too much player agency that when it comes to the overall story, it, it takes some of that essence away from me. Does it, does, does, I, does, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I think did it pretty well. Um, Fire Emblem, the three houses, because you can start to pursue folks or decide you want to be romantically entangled with one person. And, you know, because you're you're in this larger than than yourself story um, or even then the the choices that you make decide how the game rolls out. Um, But at the end, you do have a little bit of an epilogue where you do have the kind of um, denouement of your romantic experience with the character. And I at least like that you have that aspect in it. Um, I think that. I mean, there there also are games that have played with romance as a means to perpetuate its 
weird puzzle game like Catherine, which is a game I have not played. And I, I feel Catherine like I is wild. I, mean, I think you'd like Catherine. It's by Team Persona, but it's it's really good. Um, Life is Strange also did a really great job because there are so many pathways you can take in that game. And a lot of them are aromantic. Um, and like you, you kind of almost have to like make the right choices as you would in real life to, to make the romance aspect happen. Um, that's a, that's been a pretty good one, even though the romance isn't the, the outlier of the game. It's not the main reason. Um, but I'm just trying to think of, of things like uh, there are some games like that, that where they're telling more of a, I think in, in a post gone home world where people are telling these more interactive short stories mm. and these, um, I don't want to say grounded because, you know, life is strange is about you know, rewinding time and stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, it's more human stories. There, there, there has been an element of romance that gets added, but I think that what touched me so much about those PS one era final fantasy games is that the romance was part of the main story. And yes, it would have been nice to have a couple choices that you could make to of, of how things went, but no matter what, it was still a main aspect of the story. And I feel like in a lot of games, it's either a mini game with a sexual goal, or it's just a way to customize your play style, but it still doesn't have an actual impact on on your playthrough. Well, and, and this is and this is why I, I go back to Final Fantasy VII in this, because when it comes to, and spoilers for a twenty six year old video game coming up, uh, folks. I mean, there there was there's videos of you streaming with someone who had never played it. <laughs> had, yes, which is why spoilers for Final Fantasy VII. It does not matter who you take on that date in the gold saucer. No. Eris is still going to die. And that is something that because it is tied to the core story of that game, much like when you're reading a novel that has romance in it or watching a movie that has romance in it, that you you are robbed of some agency but because you're robbed of some agency for the stories that those games were telling, not having agency made that story better. And I'm not saying that, that I'm not saying that that is always the case. I think Mass Effect is kind of an, an exception because you can have characters that die. And because they they made the save files be able to transfer from one game to the next, you do carry some of that with you from Mass Effect one to Mass Effect two to Mass Effect three. And that's interesting. But I look at Persona. Persona 5 is a fantastic game and in my top 10 games of all time. Oh, it's phenomenal. The romance does not matter. It is. No, and it's it's a bummer because the the writing in between some of the characters is so good. And some of these these little dates and and gatherings you go on are so sincere that it, it really bums me out that there's not a follow-up in the core story because of that. Cause there are so many of these great characters and no matter who you choose to, to romance, as long as it's not one of them um, in, in persona five, then I think there's there, there's a lot they could do about the, the coming of age aspect of persona that sometimes gets lost in, in that particular uh, series of games, because I, 
I love that you're playing, you know, you're basically living the life of a Japanese high schooler with magical powers. Yeah. But, but but even but but they made a sequel to Persona 5 called Persona 5 Strikers that can scan your save data that to unlock meaningless upgrades in the game. You know what doesn't unlock? Any reference to any romance from Persona 5. <laughs> Which if you're scanning your save data, that should be the number one thing is like, boom, who who did, who who was your main squeeze? Cool. They're they're in this in the sequel with you. Like that that's the kind of stuff if we, if we are getting next level then the interactivity of romance games and romance narratives should be better like my my gold my personal gold standard shouldn't still be a game from 1999 despite the fact that it's my favorite game of all time it should not for me be one of the gold standards of romance and games yeah and 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 part of the part of the the fun of persona 5 is playing through and and you know, and not 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 just your romantic, you know, potential romantic partners, but your aromantic partners and learning more about them and spending time with them and learning their histories and backstories. And it's all of that stuff is really great. And I love it. Yeah, but the, I, I, but I the, would play Persona 5 without the, the magic and the battles. I would just play their lives and be fine. <laughs> but, but, but the 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 romance aspect is you have. I mean, it's it's a video game. So you literally have. 10 levels of of like bond that you can do uh, social links they call them and when you get to level nine and you're about to go from level nine to level 10 you basically have a choice where it's do this romantically let's just be friends <laughs> and you make the choice then but because it's the last step in the journey there's something about it that just doesn't always work and it's it's you know you get the one cutscene, but it, after that, like you can go on dates with this person, but that story doesn't deepen. There's nothing more to it that to to accomplish because you're really doing it to, you know, up your stats and do things in battle and stuff like that. So I don't know. As much as I love Persona Five, that is the the thing that. You know, if I had one complaint, it's that the romance doesn't really mean anything other than kind of a goofy joke around deal. But it, but also it's high school students, so you don't really want it to mean much more than that, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have to be The Witcher 3 for it to be to matter, you know, and, and for the record, it is not. It is not Mass Effect Andromeda specifically. It is not The Witcher 3 with any of those cutscenes in Persona. So. And. Again, I mean, this is we're, we're really talking about the. Um, the not the triple A, but like the mainstream games, because there are tons of indies. There's there. I'm sure there are people who are listening to this, rolling their eyes and be like, I cannot believe they haven't mentioned this game, this game, this game, this game. But the reason I mentioned and this is why I mean, if you're looking for something that has romance options or a romantic angle, indie games are your way to go, because there is an amazing love story in gone home and it's something that seems secondary until it becomes oh this is this is the main drive of this character i'm not not your character you're just kind of walking around your house picking up a piece of paper i mean gone, um, gone i mean you can you can again go back into the archives and listen to us talk about gone home which oh it's phenomenal is is it's a, it's the reason i got interested in indie games it is a phenomenal experience it's a phenomenal game 
it is a a a testament to the illusion of choice <laughs> but uh because oh, yeah because it is mostly and and, and I, I, this is going to sound crueler than i mean to it it is mostly a walking around simulator as you go from point to point that the story tries to to tell you to it's go a, to it's an interactive short story it is, is. is. It, it is a it is a novel where you walk around the book uh which and I, wow that that should be a that should be on the box man that was a good it's 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 well, phenomenal and so i i, I do want to say there are plenty of great indie games that do deal with romance but it's a shame that you know we we have some examples of massive big budget games that have elements of romance in them and the best examples i can think of for a mainstream game where the romance matters is over 20 years ago i mean we we we're talking about Final Fantasy games. I have to talk about Final Fantasy 15. Why? Which is one of the worst <laughs> romances. Well, I games. mean, here's the thing, and this is not to this is not a to be fair moment, but that game had an incomplete narrative. We all know it. So it's 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 yes, it, in its current it well, it's it, in its now state in, in, its in the state, state in which it was released. Yes, I would agree with you in the state that it should have been. Um, I could have seen this have having been great, but they decided to release a game that was basically a quarter finished. And that's on them because I mean, we've talked about Final Fantasy 15. It's one of those games like, oh, this should have been one of my favorite games of all time. And it is kind of the opposite. Yep. Um, yeah, and there's so much about that game I love. It, it, that game breaks my heart every time I talk about it. Um, and yeah, you're right. The, the romance is a non-factor. We're told it's important, but it's not. If you watch the prequel movie, you see the female lead have more, uh, more charisma and more of a connection to a character that is not even in the game. Uh, than she seems to with the main character of the game. I, and I own that movie. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I, I think I watched it on Mike's, uh, voodoo account or something when when that uh, happened. probably because i think i gave one of you my digital copy <laughs> <laughs> i think so i what, think that was when, the I, case. when i bought the game but, but i mean this so, is not me to... so but again this is this is kind of where where the gray area is because i think for where i am with when it comes to today great romances in games i have of two minds it is either Romance is the sole focus of the game, and it is it is a a player choice where the player where basically like dating sims kind of. Or I am of the of the opinion that I don't even really want to bother with it because it's not going to matter for the gameplay. Like I, I, I've recently been playing a, a lot of cyberpunk 2077 and I know there are romance options in that game, but I know they're not going to really mean anything for the story as a whole. They're just, they are the side salad to the experience because they want to give you more choice than they used to give you. You know, if if Final Fantasy seven had been a brand new game in 2020, you would have been able to choose between Eris or Tifa. But in 1997, you couldn't. 
And that made the story better because they decided some things for you. And I hate to say yeah. that player choice, you know, taking away player choice impacts that experience too much. But 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 when you're telling a larger story and you want romance to be a part of it, you you have to make it work. And I feel like so many games don't do that. And part of it is because they leave too much up to the player. I mean, I, I would agree. Um, I, I certainly I mean, it just depends. I think there are ways to to do it so that the, the main story is still affected by your choices. But I also think that it's OK to also take away that agency from the player. Um, there are. There's more than one way to eat a Reese's. And I think that so long as. The the romance in a game is one seriously considered and not just part of a throwaway, it doesn't mean the romance has to be the entire game. Um, but not every game needs to be a Final Fantasy eight or Final Fantasy seven doesn't have to always be these, you know, crazy romances that are taking over the story. But it would be nice if these aspects when you're when you're told to do these things and kind of create these social links in, in any game, whether it's The Witcher three, whether it's Mass Effect, whether it's Persona five, um, whether it's Stardew Valley. Um, if it, if it had some some sort of bearing over the narrative and and that's that's really what I want from games more than anything else is I, I want especially these these massive games that put so much thought into so many things that honestly a lot of times don't even matter like to consider other things to make these to make this rich interactive uh, medium more emotive like that's the one thing you can do over movies and books is you can have a player interact and invest because it's personal to them and make them part of the overarching narrative. And I think the fact that so many people don't do that is a, frankly a bummer because I think get, making the player involved in, in this kind of way gives you a romantic experience unlike any that you're going to have in any other medium. And it's a bummer that a lot of other developers, well, the, the AAA developers don't put more of an effort into that aspect of their games. Agreed. And I think that is <laughs> about time to wrap, uh, to put a little bow on this package, to put a little bow on this present to someone that you love. Um, what a yeah, weird way hope to it say wasn't that. too awkward. <laughs> yeah, this was this is an interesting, interesting conversation. We're, we're, we're really getting into some some weird things this year. It's 2023. We're going to go. We're going to go some places this year. I feel like. Uh, you know, last year was the year of experiencing new things, and this is the year of just. Well, we did take that point stuff. this summer to where we did all the personal stuff. That was pretty fun. Yeah, so I'd like to do more of that. I, I I would expect as as we can can do it, as we can make it happen, more more just down to earth personal conversations with me and Miles, and maybe some special guests here and there, and uh, and and that's what we're gonna do. Uh, but we're not gonna do it next week. Uh, next week, uh, I am out of town. Uh, so we are not going to have an episode next week, but we will return the following week for just a very super personal conversation about the slate of the DC movie universe. So that'll be fun. 
you know, we're, we're super passionate about that. So I guess this is our, uh, this is, this is our uh, dating sim of movies uh, for, for the year uh so that is what we are doing in two weeks uh but if you would like to reach out to us in the meantime you can find us at themoreyounerd.com which has all of our past episodes including episodes about a lot of the games that we have talked about in this episode you can tweet to us at the more you nerd you can go to facebook.com slash the more you nerd and you can email us your questions comments thoughts games that you think really handled romance well the arguments that you have against what we said in this episode the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com and now we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd, nerd out, out.